like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. How deep does a mother's love run? Now streaming only on Hulu. Experience a race against time by four mothers who went undercover. My ex-partner abducted our six-year-old son and took him out of the country. This was a mother's worst nightmare. And we'll stop at nothing. I knew something bad happened. For the children they love. I was so scared. And that's when all hell breaks loose. Mother Undercover. I wanted him to know you mess with the wrong mother. Now streaming only on Hulu. Search Mother Undercover. Since her role as White House correspondent, Caitlin Collins has never been afraid to dig deep. She's a reliable, deeply sourced reporter and is always willing to hold the powerful accountable. On her new CNN show, The Source with Caitlin Collins, Caitlin is bringing that tenacious spirit to prime time. She's chasing the facts, connecting with her Rolodex of sources, and pulling the threads of a story together right up to the minute she goes live. So viewers are getting the very latest. The Source with Caitlin Collins, weeknights at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on CNN. He'll forget about the video game you gave him on his birthday. Wow! Thanks, Grandpa! But he'll never forget how you invested in his future with the UNEST app. Wow. Thanks, Grandpa. The UNEST app makes it easy for grandparents and family friends to give funds to a child's investment account 
For a limited time, download the UNEST app and use the code IHEART50 at sign up to receive a $50 bonus when you fund your account. That's code IHEART50 when you sign up at unest.co for a $50 bonus. See terms and conditions at unest.co. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. From Egypt to Einstein, Curiosity Stream is the place for history. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find one for you at curiositystream.com. Welcome to the Piketon Massacre, a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. Episode 8, Truth Be Revealed. Over the course of seven episodes, we have examined the details of the murders of eight members of the Roden family, the investigation that was launched in their wake, and what led up to the arrests of six members of the Wagner family. Now we're going to look at where the case stands and what lies ahead. Next week's episode, Burning Questions. I'm Courtney Armstrong, a television producer at KT Studios with Stephanie Lidecker and Jeff Shane. When we left off last week, it was June 26, 2019, and Frederica Wagner was in the defendant's chair in a Pike County courtroom. She was facing charges of obstruction of justice and perjury in connection with the Roden murders. Here's Frederica's niece, DeRay, defending her aunt's claims. First, the prosecutors falsely believed the bulletproof vests were purchased before the Roden homicides. Both sides know that it is not true. They were, in fact, purchased on May the 7th, 2016, 15 days after the date of the rodent homicides. So that's proven. We know that. There's, like, receipts, right? Yep. Got receipts. Got We have everything. Second, she guessed and thought that she bought them from Amazon. Now, why they made a big deal about what, what origin? They came off the internet. She ordered them off the internet. Whenever you go on the internet, a bunch of places come up. Usually Amazon's the first thing that comes up. She did that a lot, but they made a big deal about it. So they went back through her books and they found out that she did buy them, but it wasn't from Amazon. It was eBay. But criminal defense attorney Mike Allen told Jeff that Frederica's statements are a much bigger deal than DeRay thinks. Well, obviously, when you have a situation like this and someone involved with the people that are charged uh, makes a purchase of two bulletproof vests, whether it's from eBay or Amazon, it's something that the prosecution would be interested in. And, you know, she apparently was before the grand jury when she misrepresented, if you will, where she bought these things from. And it, it's it's relevant. And, and also, too, I think it would be fair to say that the prosecution probably wanted this uh, put on, these charges put on her to have a little bit of leverage with her, too. Do you think that her explanation of just saying, oh, I don't remember, I got it confused, as an attorney, do you think that makes someone look more guilty? Yeah, it does, especially something like this. And I know she's elderly, but boy, she should, certainly seems like she's pretty sharp. But it's a rather big event in most people's lives if they purchase bulletproof vests uh, online or any way you purchase them. You would think that you would remember where you purchased them from. So, yeah, it doesn't make her look good at all. 
Ultimately, Frederica Wagner's lawyer filed receipts that proved she made the purchases 15 days after the slayings. This led the defense team to turn over potential evidence as required to the prosecution too late to meet the criteria for a speedy trial. They dismissed the charges against Frederica Wagner while reserving the right to charge her again. Mike Allen broke down what all this means. With respect to the Ohio Speedy Trial Statute, it's generally you have to bring a felony case within 270 days from the indictment. I think the prosecution was running out of time, so strategically I think they decided to dismiss it with the option and the right to refile it again if that becomes necessary. So she could get charged with the same crimes again? Oh, yeah. They were dismissed without prejudice, which means that the state can refile them at a later date. But it seems that Frederica Wagner doesn't foresee that happening. Here she is speaking to the press after the hearing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And as my attorney will tell you, it was dismissed because they, I was innocent. They had no evidence against me. I never lied about anything. Frederica Wagner's freedom validates what DeRay has believed all along. She has never in her life done anything wrong. She's not capable of it. And, you know, if, if she thought that, that her kids would have done something bad, she would have recommended that they turn themselves in for anything. I mean, she, she, loves, she, she lives by what she says she lives by. Which is what? Well, she gives all the glory to God. Angela, Billy, Jake, and George Wagner were charged with aggravated murder. Angela Wagner's mother, Rita Jo Newcomb, and Billy Wagner's mother, Frederica, were both charged with obstruction of justice and perjury. Newcomb was also charged with forgery. All six of them pled not guilty, and our justice system presumes innocence until guilt is proven. But one thing that doesn't help Frederica Wagner's case is a revelation by the prosecution at a pretrial hearing for her son, Billy, in 2020. The state submitted evidence showing that the night before Frederica testified before the grand jury in 2018, she had searched the internet for information about penalties for perjury. Here's our anonymous Wagner family relative. She shared her thoughts with Jeff. Do you think that his mom, Billy's mom, Frederica, do you think she had any involvement? I believe that it, I believe she could have, yeah. I believe that she definitely, uh, I don't believe she tried to stop it. You know, I, I don't believe that she, I, I believe if anything, she probably, definitely she would have encouraged it and her son to do what he did. Others, like Roden family friend Stefan, thinks that Frederico wasn't just involved in the murders, but could possibly have orchestrated the whole thing. I don't take her for a dumb woman at all. She's a businesswoman. She's probably shrewd. She's the head, the monarch, you know, so the monarch is usually the one that that has their thumb on everybody. She's wanted the control over everything, seems to me like. To investigative journalist Jody Barr, the alleged involvement of Frederica Wagner upends conventions of who actually could be capable of being involved in murder. I think this case, if it ended today as it is alleged, I don't think there is anybody on this planet that can look at those people 
and say, those people look like a family who could slaughter eight human beings. If you ever thought you knew what a mass murderer looked like, I think this case in Pike County is showing you, you have no idea. So here we are four years later. Two of the six defendants are free, and four others are in prison facing death penalty charges accused of killing eight members of the Roden family. Here's Stephanie, followed by Jeff. As it stands now, the trials for Billy, Angela, Jake, and George Wagner are slated to begin in the next few months. Now, to really understand this case and where it stands and what's to come, we'll have to examine some of the most important points in the 5,000 pages of discovery documents that list the prosecution's evidence. There are more than 332,000 files of evidence in this case. One of the exhibits in the prosecution's arsenal is related to Billy Wagner and his copy of the 1999 movie The Boondock Saints. The film is about two brothers in Boston who exact a form of vigilante justice by murdering mobsters and other criminals. It's extremely violent and over the top, but the big takeaway for this case is that the brothers in the film use silencers on their guns, a method that members of the Wagner family are accused of using to execute the rodents. As we covered in the last episode, a homemade silencer was discovered at a farm once owned by Jake and George Wagner. But DeRay thinks the connection is tenuous at best. I read that and I had to laugh. I had to laugh so hard. Okay, so you have to remember that this was a very organized, brilliantly done execution. This is something that you wouldn't learn on a DVD. Somebody with military background, Navy SEALs, I mean, whoever did it was was brilliant. They're professional. These people are not professional killers. Mike Allen told Jeff that the DVD could be a building block in the state's case. You can't watch a movie and learn how to wipe out an entire family. That seems like a stretch. What is your take on that? Yeah, I, I don't think they could introduce it for the for the proposition that that's how the Wagners learned how to do that. I think if the state uh, introduced it or attempted to get it introduced, it would just be kind of peripheral to like, hey, you know, somebody in that family watched that movie or ordered that movie or bought that movie. And it's a movie about vigilante justice. But I would certainly try at least because apparently in this case, the allegation is silencers were used and they were used in that movie as well. So it would be one piece of evidence that they could add on to other evidence. Uh, It would be a piece of evidence if admitted that they could talk about in closing argument. So while not uh, determinative in any way, shape or form, it is evidence that could be helpful to the state. There's a mountain of other evidence the prosecution plans on using. One that stands out is an Excel spreadsheet that contains 519 entries of messages about child custody. I spoke with Mike Allen about it. Another piece of evidence that's been talked about are these Excel spreadsheets. Apparently they had hundreds of entries of cataloging the messages about child custody and Facebook screenshots regarding it. What does that tell you? Well, it it tells me that could be uh, part of the motive in this case, and that's pretty strong evidence of motive if they're keeping all these things in screenshots. And it, it seems that they were kind of obsessed with his desire to get custody and control. 
it would be circumstantial. But circumstantial evidence sometimes can be very strong evidence. Just because evidence is circumstantial doesn't mean that it's not good evidence and strong evidence. But you know, it, it's like you're you're dropping uh, you know pebbles into a pond. Every little pebble makes a ripple, and you know you build on those things and. At the end of the day, if the prosecution does it right, every little bit helps with respect to building a case. The discovery documents also include information about a person that some speculate could be an informant. Jody Barr told us about trying to track down this source. The name of the informant has not been published, which is why it's bleeped in his interview. Only thing I know is that was a name given very early on who I was told did business with Chris Roden. I was never able to even find that this person exists. I guess they did. Uh, This person really does exist. But when I was given a list of names of people who could have potentially either been involved in this, knew about this, this is one person I tried to track down and find over in Scioto County, which is just across the line from Pike. And I was never able to find this person. But I was told that this person knew Chris Sr., intimately as far as you know they were together a lot and they were in some business ventures together but again i was never able to find this person or to verify anything that was ever told to me about him prosecutors for the case claim another confidential informant told them of a specific meeting at frederica wagner's home It occurred with the other accused family members and allegedly included talk of, quote, taking revenge on a special agent, then Attorney General Mike DeWine and Pike County Sheriff Charles Reeder. The revenge was allegedly planned if her family was arrested. Jody Barr dissected these claims with Jeff. It just seems so careless that the people accused of this would be bringing outsiders into a home although we don't know who the confidential informant is, but that they would risk getting caught if they were so skillful in pulling this off that they would bring outsiders in to have discussions like this where they're, number one, admitting it, essentially, but secondly, you're talking about taking hits out on the chief law enforcer in Pike County and the chief law enforcement for the state of Ohio. But that's an interesting point that it doesn't really compute that if they were like ninjas and they could do this elaborate crime, why would they be so sloppy then to have these conversations with with other people? When I see confidential informant in this sentence, man, a part of me goes, I wonder if one of the Wagners has rolled over and is is helping this investigation. You know, it's still something. I know there have been some plea deals already uh, made here, some charges dismissed, but. You've got to wonder, who is this informant? Because if it's a member of the Wagner family, then I think that's a twist no one saw coming. Let's stop here for a quick commercial break. We'll be back in a moment. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection helps you identify threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft, but LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. Only on CNN, see it loud. The history of black television. A five-part docuseries celebrating the achievements of black actors and creators. Examining the historical impacts black culture has on all culture. See It Loud explores the vast history of Black television through iconic performances in sitcoms, comedy, drama, unscripted, variety, and sci-fi. Premiering Sunday, July 9th at 9 p.m. He'll forget about the video game you gave him on his birthday. Wow! Thanks, Grandpa! But he'll never forget how you invested in his future with the Unest app. Wow. Thanks, Grandpa. Don't just give them any gift. Give them a gift that can grow with them. Invite grandparents and family friends to contribute to your child's future with the Unest app. Unest is an investment account for kids that makes it easy to gift funds that can be used for college tuition, their first home, and more just by sharing the link. Or include a Unest QR code on party invitations for birthdays and holidays. For a limited time, Download the Unest app and use the code iHeart50 at sign up to receive a $50 bonus when you fund your account. That's code iHeart50 when you sign up at unest.co for a $50 bonus. See terms and conditions at unest.co. The Discovery documents also have 2,918 pages related to DNA evidence. Mike Allen spoke to us about the role DNA could play in the case. I can tell you from dealing with DNA evidence, both as a prosecutor and as, as a defense attorney, that's not good news for the defense. Uh, if they've got almost 3,000 pages of DNA evidence, evidence that would have been sent to the lab and comes back, they've got to have something. I mean, I would be shocked if they didn't have some credible DNA evidence against at least one of these defendants, probably more of them, that's bad news for the defense. Uh, there's just no way of getting around it because DNA evidence, if extracted properly and analyzed proper, properly, it's pretty much lights out uh, if they did it correctly. So I think that's problematic for the defense. 
Here's Stephanie, followed by Jeff. In addition, the report also lists 1,170 crime scene photos, cyber forensic reports of the Wagners, their cell phones and their computers, and hundreds of pages citing reference to the recovery of firearms and ballistic testing. In fact, at the pretrial hearing for George Wagner just a few weeks ago, we got a glimpse into some of the evidence they have. So this hearing was for a motion the defense was making to get George Wagner, the eldest son, released from prison on bond. In response, the prosecution laid out some of the evidence they have against George Wagner, basically as an argument to keep George behind bars. One of the lead detectives on the case testified that he and his team have real ballistic evidence connecting firearms used in the homicides with guns believed to be owned by the Wagners, including a 22 caliber long rifle, a 40 caliber handgun, and a 30 caliber gun. Prosecutors also pointed to evidence that shoe prints from the exact same shoes purchased at Walmart by the Wagners to allegedly frame Dana Roden's brother, you remember James Manley, were found in dried blood at two of the crime scenes. And get this, in fact, receipts for those exact same shoes, they're a very specific Walmart athletic shoe, were found during a search of the Wagner property in 2016. There are also over 8,000 recorded statements from interviews with George Wagner who claim there really was no issue regarding custody between Jake Wagner and Hannah Roden over their daughter, Sophia. And that we know is just not true. Right. So with all of this, the Wagners still continue to declare their innocence. Is it really possible that they did in fact have nothing to do with it? Well, recently, one of the Wagner's lawyers made statements to the press saying that a loose custody arrangement between Jake Wagner and Hannah for their daughter Sophia was being formalized by another attorney in Ohio at the time of the killings. But due to the fact that Hannah was murdered, the agreement was never formalized, so it's not permissible in court. I spoke with DeRay about her second cousin Jake Wagner to see if we could get any more information on the custody arrangement between him and Hannah Roden. Do you know anything about, like, they were trying to get custody of Sophia before the murders? I don't know anything about that. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, because you hear a lot about that. Yeah, I never heard, you know, I talked to my aunt a lot. That was ne- that was never mentioned. So do you think that that is fabricated as well? If I'm hearing you right, I don't believe that um, it has anything to do with it. I don't believe there was a custody battle. I think that's another made-up lie. What makes you say that? Because I never heard anything about it. I mean, somebody did it. But we don't know who. And we are for sure it wasn't the Wagner family. It's a tragedy. And most of the people that I talk to, they're all thinking it's drug related. Something that had to do with drug trafficking. We don't know. It's it's who knows. It's a mystery. We found it strange for a woman who covers her family's case closely not to know anything about the custody issues that other family relatives disclosed to us before. Even stranger is something else that was presented at George Wagner's most recent pretrial hearing. Again, he's the eldest son. Prosecutors pointed to a screenshot of a message from Hannah Roden to one of her friends. In this message, she's discussing the Wagner's attempt to force her to sign forged custody documents, the ones that we've talked about in previous episodes. Now get this, the screenshot was found on the Wagner family computer seized during the investigation. And again, allegedly, the Wagners got it by hacking into Hannah Roden's Facebook account. The message is nothing short of chilling. It reads, and I quote, 
I won't sign papers ever. It won't happen. They'll have to kill me first. End quote. It does seem clear that the Wagners were sort of obsessed with custody and control of Sophia. And in speaking with people close to the family, this actually wasn't the first time custody became an issue. Christina Howard's sister, Tabby, was married to George Wagner for several years. The two had a son together, but eventually split up. According to Christina, following their divorce, the Wagner family tried to force Tabby into handing over custody of their son. This is Christina's recollection of events. She spoke to Jeff about it. Somehow or another, Angela like manipulated her with different papers to sign and stuff, and they had Tabby signing over the rights and custody to George. You know, they had money for expensive lawyer, and Tabby didn't, and so they had custody plumb up until, you know, they got caught and stuff for the crimes. Do you think that she was obsessed with having custody of all of her grandkids? Oh, yeah, definitely. Why do you say that? Tabby, like, whenever she would try to reach out to George, like, hey, can I come visit my son? And Angela would get on there and be like, oh, he's not your son anymore. Would tell Tabby, like, oh, you might have gave birth to him, but I'm his real mother because I take care of him. And all these just nasty things. And Christina told us that in the aftermath of Tabby and George's custody battle, Hannah Roden contacted Tabby for advice on how to deal with her own custody issues with the Wagners. I knew that Hannah was struggling to keep custody of Sophia because she went to my, her and my sister were pretty close. And, you know, Tabby straight up told her, like, A, if they present you with papers, do not sign them. Give them to a lawyer first. Let the lawyer read it over and proceed from there because they will try to steal custody of Sophia even if they're trying to act like they're understanding and all other sorts. Do not listen to them because they will screw you over. Christina's account of George Wagner and Tabby's dispute, in addition to everything we've heard about Jake Wagner and Hannah Roden, clearly lays out a pattern of deceit and control when it comes to custody. But when Jeff asked DeRay about George and Tabby's custody battle, she soundly refuted Christina's claims. I want your side of this. People say that, like, George had a custody situation where he tried to get custody of his son. Jake, maybe a similar situation. People are saying that, like, Angela was just obsessed with getting the kids and wanted all the control of the of the children yeah I, I don't I don't I don't believe that I don't believe that I know she loved them but I don't believe she was obsessed I think she was a normal grandmother and that she was an excellent role model while we don't know all the details of George Wagner and Tabby's custody case, there is evidence that the Wagners did deceive Hannah Roden by trying to convince her to sign fake custody documents. Here's Stephanie, followed by Jeff. It seems being locked up in prison hasn't even stopped the Wagners for one second from trying to manipulate those closest to them. As we discussed earlier, in September of 2019, Angela Wagner tried to discuss case strategy, even influence testimony from prison. Prosecutors also claim that Angela Wagner called her mother, Rita Newcomb, 
She's the one that's accused of forging those custody documents. She called her several times and basically asked her not to testify against the family and also told her how to explain away the custody documents that she's accused of forging. As a punishment, a judge suspended Angela Wagner's in-jail phone and mail privileges. Mike Allen told us that this is just another blow for the defense. Any criminal defense attorney that is doing their job, and I'm sure every one of these criminal defense attorneys are doing their job, they tell their client from day one, do not, under any circumstances, discuss the case on the phone because you can guarantee that the conversations are being taped. Prosecutors can use those conversations uh, if the person is talking about strategy, makes some kind of admission, uh, intimidates witnesses. The recording doesn't lie, and that could end up to be some pretty strong evidence against her at the end of the day. George Wagner has also raised eyebrows for an odd request he made after five months in prison. He asked to be transferred from general population to solitary confinement. Usually solitary confinement is given to a prisoner who either is a threat to other prisoners or who may be in danger in the general population. Mike Allen told us that George had a different reason. His stated reason was that he wanted to be able to study the Bible in peace. That's a little unusual. When inmates ask for solitary a lot of times, although they may not say it, they're asking for that because they've been threatened and you know they want to make sure that they're as safe as they can be in jail. But when I read that, I kind of wondered, is that the real reason? I mean, you know, you just have to wonder what the motivation is. So how does all this evidence add up? How strong is the state's case against Billy, Angela, Jake, and George Wagner? I'm a criminal defense attorney. I used to be a prosecutor. And as a criminal defense attorney, you know, you, you never say never uh, as far as you know your chances in front of a jury. Having said that, the, the evidence sure seems strong, and we don't know all the evidence. All we know is what's public. So the old adage that a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich is true, but smart prosecutors don't indict cases that they don't think they can win beyond a reasonable doubt. And uh, I think Mike DeWine who was in the driver's seat in this thing, there's no way he would have indicted this if he didn't think he could prove it, or ultimately someone could prove it at the end of the day. Let's stop here for a quick commercial break. We'll be back in a moment. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy it's okay if I indulge kind of way in a I like myself no matter what kind of way yeah you will fail we all will but we're not gonna let that be the end you see that we're already making progress so let's keep going we are body start your free trial at body.com that's b-o-d-i.com 
only on CNN? See it loud. The History of Black Television, a five-part docu-series celebrating the achievements of Black actors and creators, examining the historical impacts Black culture has on all culture. See It Loud explores the vast history of Black television through iconic performances in sitcoms, comedy, drama, unscripted, variety, and sci-fi. Premiering Sunday, July 9th at 9 p.m. He'll forget about the video game you gave him on his birthday. Wow! Thanks, Grandpa! But he'll never forget how you invested in his future with the Unest app. Wow. Thanks, Grandpa. Don't just give them any gift. Give them a gift that can grow with them. Invite grandparents and family friends to contribute to your child's future with the Unest app. Unest is an investment account for kids that makes it easy to gift funds that can be used for college tuition, their first home, and more just by sharing the link. Or include a Unest QR code on party invitations for birthdays and holidays. For a limited time, Download the Unest app and use the code iHeart50 at sign up to receive a $50 bonus when you fund your account. That's code iHeart50 when you sign up at unest.co for a $50 bonus. See terms and conditions at unest.co. Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for people who want to know more, more about our world and beyond. Curiosity Stream has the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. And now check out Curiosity's new series, The Real Wild West. Rolling Stone magazine says it's the history of the West they usually don't teach you. The mythology of the West left out a lot of the people. The American West is far more different, far more diverse. People say they've never seen a black cowboy. Well, we've been there, we've been doing it. I never really learned about the Hispanic, Mexican aspect of the story. This is the history book. But did you know about these other facts? Watch The Real Wild West now on CuriosityStream. Just go to CuriosityStream.com to sign up or download the app now. With new titles dropping every week, you'll never run out of things to watch. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, it's easy to find one that works for you and your budget. Go to CuriosityStream.com to satisfy your curiosity and sign up today. We've been covering this case for over two years, and in that time we've examined not only the details of the eight murders themselves, but the multiple theories that have surrounded them. We looked into the speculation of a drug connection. Discoveries of the murder scenes are now advancing the theory that killings could be related to a drug cartel. The rodents had a pretty sizable crop of marijuana plants on their property. So, you know, there were indications that they were involved in some drug deals and drug trade with marijuana. We explored the rumors of small-town revenge. There had been reports of scuffles with other people in public. In his message, you know, he's talking about, I'm going to break his fucking legs and uh, curb stomp his ass. We also investigated a series of eerily similar killings. We have had a double homicide, four children left alive. This is very similar to the rodent case. And we had heard that there were other people who were shot, middle of the night, execution style, in their homes. And... When you're looking at the rodent case, and then you see these other cases in a county that small, you start asking yourself, what the hell is going on? It doesn't make sense that this is happening there unless there is some sort of common denominator. But in the end, it was some of the people who were closest to the rodents that were arrested for orchestrating the brutal, cold-blooded massacre. At the center of this case 
or members of the Wagner family whom we believe the evidence will show conspired together to kill these eight. As we struggle to make sense of the crimes, we've listened to the impassioned arguments of family members who insist that their relatives are innocent. Our family joke is that there's no way that Betty Crocker and the Dobe boys could ever go to an extreme of murder. Somebody did it, but it wasn't them. We've heard first-person accounts from relatives that support the primary motive in this case. Hannah and Jake, um, with the little girl, there was a custody battle, and Hannah wasn't allowing Jake to see her. And it just set him off to the point where Jake, um, he had made the comments, you know, that he was going to, to kill her. But there are some who are simply torn. When the Wagners were arrested, you had your 50-50. You had people that said, yes, I knew that they did that. And then you've got people that say, there's no way those people did that. I don't think anybody would believe that, you know, a family could have put together such a tactical hit on another family that they had created life with. It's still too difficult to accept and too hard to believe. Many in the Piketon area believe there is no doubt that the Wagners plotted this horrific killing spree. People wanted to paint the sort of feud between the rodents and Wagners as something like uh, Hatfields and McCoys. It doesn't make sense to me if they are innocent, because who else would do that? Whether the Wagners are innocent or guilty doesn't change the fact that the lives of eight members of a revered local family, the Rodens, were taken on April 22, 2016. Dana Roden, 37-year-old mother, grandmother, and nurse living in her brand new home. Chris Roden, 40-year-old loving father and grandfather. Dana and Chris's oldest son, 20-year-old Frankie Roden. Frankie's fiance, 20-year-old Hannah Gilly, who was in bed with their six-month-old baby. Frankie Roden's three-year-old son, both of whom were spared. Hannah Mae Roden. 19-year-old mother to two-year-old Sophia and her five-day-old newborn Kylie, also spared. Dana and Chris's youngest child, 16-year-old Chris Jr., who had just gotten his driver's license. Chris Sr.'s older brother, 44-year-old Kenneth Roden, father of three. And his cousin, 38-year-old Gary Roden, who was staying with Chris Sr. that night. It is horrible to this day. And... Dana and, and her family will never, never get to celebrate birthdays, you know, and and have parties and get-togethers and barbecues and stuff like that. It's 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 terrible. It 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 just really hurts my heart. In all this, it's sometimes easy to forget those whose lives were spared that fateful night, but who lost everything in the process: the Roden children. It's two families really have been destroyed. And at the center of that tragedy is, you know, are these kids whose families are torn apart and lost. Sophia is the one that is losing the most at this point in her life because she's lost her mom's side of the family. She's lost her father's side of the family. And she is in child protective custody where no one knows where she is. She has lost on both sides. She's lost both of her families. Because it's supposed to be happy for her. This is her childhood. 
The tragic legacy of the Roden murders continues to loom over the town of Piketon, Ohio. You know, whatever happened that morning on Union Hill Road, you know, it impacted a lot more than just those eight people who were killed. I mean, you've got their family members and you've got people in that area are going to remember this forever. This is never going away. My family was a part of this horrible, I mean, just absolutely awful act, you know, that they destroyed this other family completely. They have changed this family's life for the rest of their life. Um, so, but then, you know, I'm like, well, you know, ours has changed as well. You know, we get tortured daily with the thought of how our family could have done something like this, and we still have love for them. I do feel so terrible for the rodents, and I've always wanted to be able to express how sorry I am. And just because we still love Angela and Jake doesn't mean that we aren't sorry for what they've done, I guess. With trials for Billy, Angela, Jake, and George Wagner potentially just months away, the residents of the Piketon area sit in anticipation, awaiting an end to the most gruesome chapter in the town's history and a conclusion to Ohio's most notorious murder case. I've been in the system for over 50 years, and that is extremely rare that you got four people, four defendants, uh, facing the death penalty. What will happen is anyone's guess. If they walk out of that courtroom without any convictions. I just can't imagine how the rodents go on. And the public, too. I mean, how do you go on not knowing for sure exactly who did this? Oh, it's going to be broken hearted. It's going to be broken hearts. I, I honestly think that that the Wagners is that it's, it's going to a mistrial. It's a search for the truth. And, uh, you know, that old proverb uh, from Shakespeare, the, the truth will out in the end. I believe that as it applies to this case. Uh, the mystery will be solved. The truth will eventually and inevitably be discovered. And it looks like that's the way they're heading. I, like everybody else, want to know. I want to know how the story ends. Reach out to us on our social media outlets with questions. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Piketon Massacre. We look forward to answering your questions in upcoming episodes. Piketon Massacre is executive produced by Stephanie Lidecker and me, Courtney Armstrong. Editing and sound design by executive producer Jared Aston. Additional producing by Jeff Shane and Andrew Becker. The Piketon Massacre is a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Since her role as White House correspondent, Caitlin Collins has never been afraid to dig deep. She's a reliable, deeply sourced reporter and is always willing to hold the powerful accountable. On her new CNN show, The Source with Caitlin Collins, Caitlin is bringing that tenacious spirit to prime time. She's chasing the facts, connecting with her Rolodex of sources, and pulling the threads of a story together right up to the minute she goes live. So viewers are getting the very latest. The Source with Caitlin Collins. Weeknights at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on CNN. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? 
CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. From Egypt to Einstein, CuriosityStream is the place for history. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find one for you at CuriosityStream.com. How deep does a mother's love run? Now streaming only on Hulu. Experience a race against time by four mothers who went undercover. My ex-partner abducted our six-year-old son and took him out of the country. This was a mother's worst nightmare. And we'll stop at nothing. I knew something bad happened. For the children they love. I was so scared. And that's when all hell breaks loose. Mother Undercover. I wanted him to know you mess with the wrong mother. Now streaming only on Hulu. Search Mother Undercover. Hey, California, listen up. My mom. My papa. My daddy. Works for Caltrans. On the freeway. Right next to speeding cars. Why are you driving so fast? Please be careful. That's my uncle out there. Slow down. Pay attention. How would you feel if that was your family? Be alert. Be alert. Be work zone alert. Brought to you by the, the kids, kids of Caltrans. like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, 
limitless answers.